Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee here. Thank you so much for joining us on this this odyssey, this jaunt uh, through the annals of Metallica. You, you, you've met us very early in this quest. Uh, we are going through every single song. Um, hopefully I've counted them all correctly. And, you know, in depth, reviewing what we enjoy, what we don't. But ultimately, it's a love letter uh, to Metallica. You know, love talking about this band and love discussing it with guests as well. And I've got another guest on today. If you want to come on the show, uh, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Get in touch with me there. Let me know what song you want to do. It, you know, it's a done deal. We'll, we'll, we'll do the episode. And just, you know, don't go thinking that just because H is booked up, which is like a year away, you, know, you, you can get in on those J's. You can get in on those P's, you know, there's a lot of uh, interesting songs and it's just, you know, certain symmetries emerge as well. Like we're tackling two Ramon songs quite early on and, you know, we, we do all three Unforgivens in a row. There's certain things I've just noticed in this alphabetical pattern. Maybe I'm going mad um, studying this. I don't really know. But um, please follow us as well on YouTube. Please leave us a review on iTunes. You know, all the stuff that podcasters talk about. We've got the Patreon. Um, we've, we've got all of that. But, um, yeah, I, I want to jump right into it today. Uh, really excited to introduce my guest, Nick. Nick, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going great, Tom. How about yourself? I'm well, man. I'm well. Um, I, I, I scold myself sometimes because when I have a guest on, I, you know, obviously I know that they're from all places of the world, but sometimes I just introduce a guest. Where, where are you coming from today, uh, geographically? I am, I am actually from New Jersey. Right. The, the actual New Jersey. So if you're, <laughs> if you're a Medal of your podcast guy, oh my God. I am actually from New Jersey, New Jersey. <laughs> it's the le- the amount of in jokes in Metal Up Your Podcast is crazy. Like it sparked it's this whole hemisphere, man. It's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Clint and Ethan are just they're awesome guys, oh, and uh, I think it just started from like early on in the podcast, like they're, when they're taking letters, like just a bunch mm. of us from New Jersey. So we're like, oh, well, everyone's from New Jersey. Well, I mean, yeah, technically it's true. So yeah, yeah. I mean, a big music city, I guess. Yeah, well, we're sandwiched between New York and Philly, and and actually Metallica has a lot of history in New Jersey, Old mm. Bridge Militia, you know, the Old Bridge Militia, you know, where Johnny Z, you know, he lived there, he housed the band here, mm. so so Metallica has a lot of history here in the, in, in the tri-state area. So, mm, mm, mm. Def, def, definitely so, man. And I mean, you, yourself and Metallica, uh, uh, you know, as a fan, what's your? Do you remember your first encounter with the band? Oh God. <laughs> You know, I have to go back in here, yeah. Tom. Um, let's see. I remember when I was a young kid, because I grew up, like, my brother was a couple years older than me. Like, he was in the Bon Jovi, because, you know, from New right. Jersey. And we were, like, in the neighborhood, like, like, we had, like, a neighborhood group of kids. And I remember, like, there were kids older than my brother that were into, like, Guns and Roses and all that. This is, like, the late 80s, early 90s. And I just remember one of one of the kids had the full poster of, of uh, injustice for all of doris mm. so and i just remember that like in my head and i remember the the first vivid one was watching them on mtv for woodstock 94 and just being all like a little terrified of the band because right. they're like you know in all black and they're just mm. singing about all this stuff and it you know it clicked in years later when i really got into the band i'm like oh that was that woodstock performance oh that's metallica okay mm. i like them mm. so mm. I've yeah. been a f- I've been a fan for like twenty years, I would say. Uh, you, like you're, strong. You're right. What you say about that '94 era? I've been watching it recently. Um, we just did like our music videos episode, and a lot of them were, you know, that sort of uh, era. And you know, they were just monsters back then. Though, even physically, James, it was quite a fearsome presence. Yeah, he also had a, a free rock and mullet at the time. Too. Crazy, so, his hair. Yeah. yeah, it was like it yeah. was just kind Kirk of. Kirk a... had the Kirk had the dreadlocks going. <laughs> 
Lars had like his five o'clock shadow yeah. thing going, so you know, and Jason's rocking the shorts. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jason's, you know, his visual on nothing else matters still confuses me uh, in the best possible way. He just has that kind of chilled out grunge granny look, like. Yeah, or or now he's oh, the, the older like Lou Reed look. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know rest his soul. But yeah, it's like yeah. has like when they were doing Lulu, it's like, well, look, they got Jason back in the band, so. Mm, also, mm. I'm going to apologize if you hear barking in the background. My dog going nuts. So no. I don't know if you hear that or not, but just just so you know. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, man. But yeah, no. Yeah. And in the uh, email when you got in touch, just just before we get into the song, I appreciated. You know, you, you gave some assessments of the show, which which <laughs> which, which, I, which I, I take on board definitely because obviously this is a yeah. sort of you know whatever. I, I appreciate the criticism. It doesn't you know. It's just interesting for me to hear. And you talk about Metallica yeah. writes long songs. And how yes. I called "Ate My Bitch" uh, five minutes for yeah, seconds too long. Too, yeah, that song entirely too long. But it's like, oh yeah, cheat on me thirteen minutes. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, but that's it's good. But it's like, you yeah. know, "Ate My Bitch" five oh four. God, cut like a minute half off of that. Yeah, it's too long. I mean, yeah. I get where I get where you're coming from. But I just I found that kind of funny of like yeah. nitpicking some songs of like mm. really that songs like really like. Call Cthulhu is almost nine minutes, but I... it's a, it's a it's a great song, and you kind of like long yeah. songs. It yeah. works, you know. So I understand where you're coming from with that. Of like, like that song, hmm. like really, hey, my bitch. It's just yeah, it's five minutes. Like it, not, it, it's not terrible. It's crazy, isn't it? Because you know the base of this podcast is I have this strong opinion on this song, like you say, and I'll sort of share it ever. But like you know, I listen to a lot of music podcasts, and a lot of them like praise or diss songs that i love like for instance yeah. me, you know and it it hurts doesn't it it's kind of like you shouldn't take it personal because who the hell matters like you love this song for whatever it is but you, you can take it quite personally yeah yeah you can but at the same time to realize like you know i'm an artist i'm also an art teacher like you can't let things like kind of get to you like that yeah yeah but i just i, I just kind of find that a little a little funny it's like yeah you know what you know motor breath at 303 god song's a little too long yeah but, you know Spin out the bone seven minutes. God, it could be like three minutes long. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, this sort of music in general, you know, you can sort of. It's not like new metal. It's not. It's not pinpoint or whatever. So you know, you can you can measure that. But we're we're talking of economy. Actually, that brings us on to the Ramones. Um, yes. who return. Uh, yet again, back on this show. And I mean, talk to me about yourself and the Ramones. Are you a, are you a big fan or? Uh, not not in particular. I I I appreciate and respect the Ramones, but I. I, I know like maybe like the a couple of other songs and that's about it. Mm, mm. Yeah, I know what you I know what you mean. I'm I'm a little bit the same really. Like I I don't know. I think my problem is I don't respect punk enough. I don't know a lot a lot of it. I I just find it a bit boring. I suppose. And I I, I, I have the remote. I think this song in particular, it kind of it's the Ramones where they're kind of doo-woppy but kind of dirgy at the same time. Yeah, I agree. You know, like uh, with with uh, Creed and Hop. Um, even it's it's funny too because I was reading the, the liner notes on the Metallica website, and they seem not so jazzed about this song, mm. you know, because they they seem like I think Commando's the best Ramones cover they did, mm. and Metallica's usually pretty good with doing their covers where their where their covers eclipse the originals a lot of times. This one kind of felt like eh, you'd have played it three or four times, and I agree, it's like all right, it's it's nothing special it's not horrible but it's forgettable for the most part yeah which is which is odd for the band really because they they regardless of what they do there's always a high watermark of quality 
Yeah, I think too. Like when you, when you like looking into it, like this was this. I think the Ramones covers were the first batch of songs that they recorded at HQ as yeah. it is now when James Cannon rehab. Hmm. So they were asked to do the Rob Zombie tribute, and I think they like they just picked six songs. You know why Cretan Hop was one of them? Hmm. I don't really know because like because doing some research on you know on the song of the the Ramones version, like they were influenced by surf music and bubblegum pop. Yeah. For this album, so it's kind of had a little upbeatness sure. to it, and I mean, I don't think it really works that well for Metallica, and I think they kind of felt that way. Mm. So they're like, because you can hear like with like their other their other covers, the Ramones ones, like okay, we we're gonna put more effort into these songs and these ones, eh, we're just gonna kind of let fall by the wayside. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and then reading just the the, the notes. Because, again, like, it's weird, too, because you have to be deep in Metallica that, that, that one, they even did Ramones covers. Mm. Because all their covers are either on Garage Inc. or on the Hardwired Deluxe DVD. That's true, yeah. Or, or, or CD, rather. Mm. So unless you're, you have all the St. Anger International, <laughs> you know, or the Ramone tribute albums, you, yeah. you're, you're like, what? They did Ramones stuff? Yeah. And for as much as they reference the Ramones for all their stuff, like the the songs outside of Commando and maybe Fifty Third and a Third, they're all kind of like, eh. Mm, mm. No, no, I agree. But the Ramones, you know, mean a lot to Metallica. Uh, they obviously you know, feature in some kind of monster. There was a recent interview of James being interviewed one of the brothers. Like, you know, they're close. Yeah, they, they are, and it's and it, it's a shame too, where it's like they couldn't. I, I guess where they were in that, you know, in the, in their the headspace where they were that time maybe mm. affected them so i can't and also i can't really tell you why they picked cretan hop you know off yeah. of that album you know they, they could have picked like teenage lobotomy which has a little bit more complexity to it sure. this one it's like a little too happy yeah but what i find what i but what i find kind of ironic though is that if you took out the lyrics from the song mm. and just listen to the riffs i can hear this being on like a metallica riff tape right you know, like like an early version of it and then yeah. like and then you can hear like the like the, like lars going well you know if you take like the the chugs guy and put like the back half in the front half and then you take like do some some noty shit in there with some modulation and just do a little bendy thing got, got a fucking good song you know that's, right, that's, right, right, that, right. that's my lars it's, it's a bad lars but you get the right. idea of like yeah. you can i can hear that that conversation happening with the way they they play the riffs Mm. on this particular song mm, mm. yeah it's it's repetitive and kind of dry and yeah i you know i'm not the biggest ramones guy to be i dislike them but you know i, I needed to be converted and i think something like commando definitely did um really enjoyed that song um you know i think i think that is a great addition for them but yeah this one it just kind of i don't know it sort of coasts along it's just kind of like you you want to feel like a cover to a certain extent for a band challenges them in some way and i think a song mm-hmm. like this they could do on autopilot yeah it it definitely feels like they just were going you know what it reminds me of like them in the tuning room they're just going through the motions right. like okay we're playing this all right we're playing this riff playing that riff all right you know cretin you know mm-hmm. one two three four all cretins want to have some more and like that that's what it sounds like to me they're just like going through the motions and they kind of like eh, it's, it's fine it, it's a, it's incredible isn't it i mean you mentioned the tuning room and you know these songs come from uh, hq to a certain extent i cannot think of a band maybe in the history of the world people can people can argue this that are so big but also so open like like everything they do is on youtube all all the songs of hardwired you can watch being created before your eyes like it's unheard of 
Yeah, it really is. Like they give, they've always been very big on giving their fans a lot. Mm. You know, since day one, like they, except for maybe the time during like the Black album and like maybe part of like the Load sessions, they were yeah. always on the street level with the fans, like because they're fans themselves. I mean, mm. over the summer, like I know, like Iron Maiden was in, I think Toronto when they were in Toronto, so they went and watched Iron Maiden. Mm. You know, and like Brian May from Queen was there mm. for for a reason, like and like James and Kirk are like. Yeah, they're like going like got like just going nuts over mm. these guys. So, I mean, honestly, like they're just they're big fans themselves. So they appreciate their heroes and their idols, and they appreciate the fans. So they, I think, always go out of their way to you know, like remember, like yeah, we might have sold 120 million records, and we might be the biggest band in the world, but we're still just four dudes who just got lucky doing mm. what, what they love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the fan cans as well, and you know even even some kind of monster in it is a gesture in a certain sense, you know. So yeah, that was interesting watching that in the theater when it came right. out. Oh, it was shit. Little, right? Yeah, it was a little bit eye opening to watch that. Yeah. Oh my god, just like light bare. Like, yeah, all bare, and Raw. just seeing how like how close they what they were to there mm. being no Metallica at all to then seeing them kind of reform and, and, and get back together, you know, and just seeing like how, how like James was struggling, but also seeing how the rest of the band was struggling with, you know, with James not being there when him coming back and the 12 to four rule and having to create music and, and that mm. tension. Mm. So it was just super interesting to see it, like not as like a Metallica documentary, but like a documentary about, you know, relationships, like what, what Laura says. Mm, mm, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of documentaries that, yeah, I don't watch too many, but occasionally I watch a documentary of a world that I don't really know, I don't know, like wrestling, for example, or whatever, I watched Senna recently, F1, you know, I, I'm not really familiar with these worlds, I'm just watching it for the kind of individual experience of this movie, and I, I wonder if people who know shit all about Metallica have watched this and been very, very intrigued by it. Yeah, well, I know the initial response that people really, really loved it, even like not being heavy metal fans, well, heavy metal mm. fans were terrible, they were mortified mortified about this or like oh my god metallica is like showing their feelings and you know being emotional and crying and all this other shit and but everyone else who weren't really metal fans or metallica fans thought it was great because you're just watching people deconstructing and then reconstructing themselves so and then other people were like oh it's a bunch of spoiled rock stars you know who can't get their stuff together so yeah, everyone's got their their take on it, but overall, I thought it was just a really interesting insight. But also, just seeing how like Saint Anger came together as well, I thought was pretty interesting and cool too. Mm, mm. No, certainly. And you know, it's a question I ask pretty much everyone on the show now. It's became tradition, Nick. Um, where do you stand on Saint Anger? I like Saint Anger. Right. I like Saint Anger. I, I know our boys, Clint and Ethan. Right. They might poop on that, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I know Saint Anger has its issues and, and all that, but I do enjoy the album. I do have times. I mean, do I spin it all the time? No, but I definitely get into the Saint Anger mode. I'm like, all right, you know what? Today I need to listen to some, to some Sweet Amber, mm. some you know, unnamed feeling. Right. I'll even throw an Invisible Kid, which you know, yeah, Invisible Kid gets hated on for no reason. I no love reason. Invisible Kid. Yeah, I mean. Okay, the middle section, sure. I, I get it. It's, but that yeah. riff, that riff mm. is great. The lyrics, I thought, were like the most Metallica-esque lyrics in a, in a while, outside of that middle section. Just like the way that James would sing it, the, the rhymes, the, the, the mm. patterns for the rhymes. 
I thought was just metal, you know, just classic Metallica. The middle section, all right, I get like the sure. the ooing and and all that. Yeah. I understand that, but come on. Invisible Kid's great. Invisible Kid is awesome. Unnamed Feeling as well. I listened to it recently, and it has some very sophisticated chugging early on, really well-layered stuff. Um, yeah. the, the riff builds excellently, and and the drums, it's kind of the St. Anger drum song. Like Even if you don't like St. Anger's drums, like, the flatness works in this song. Yeah, and well, I mean, there are just so many good riffs in St. Anger. Like, yeah. The entire album is chock full of just Hell yeah. great stuff. I mean, could you imagine... If they had those riffs right now, what mm. they would do with it? I mean, I've always been intrigued by that. Like, what would? I mean, I know like they. I shouldn't say what they would never do it, but what if we got like a like a EP from like from Metallica of just taking four Saint Anger songs and just restructuring them, kind of like mm. what they did with All Within My Hands for the for one of the uh, bridge shows, mm. where they like rearranged it a little bit. I would be intrigued to see what they would do. Because the riffs are, you know, for the most part, the riffs are great. Loris plays great on it, despite the aesthetic, or well, not the aesthetic, but the mm. artistic choice of right. the snare. Um, there's some, I mean, there is some good stuff in there. I mean, yeah, I know it's detuned and people don't like mm. it, and it's on the new metal trend. I, 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 I understand the criticisms, but come on, there's some good stuff on there. Mm, mm. No, I, I think that's fair, and we kind of gone on a glorious uh, tangent, but we're back to. <laughs> Cretin hop, cretin hop, however you guys uh, pronounce it, um, you know, across the pond. Any any closing thoughts on this track? I mean, we haven't spoke about it too much because, to be honest, there's not much to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, what else? What else is there really to say? Mm-hmm. It's it's just kind of there. It's like in the I would say like in the middle of a pack for the Ramones covers, and I would say like it's been hasn't been played live, and I think that's how it's going to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Metallica themselves aren't really high on the song. You know. I think it's just it's there. It's it's not offensive, it's not horrible, but it's it's just kind of just there, which I think is like the worst thing. It's just kind of just exists. Mm. So that's just my take on Korean Hop. Now if you <laughs> like it I mean if you like it, I mean you like it kind it. of exists is such a crazy like, it's damning. It, well, mm. I mean honestly that, I mean, the, with the six Ramon songs, it's like yeah, it's just it's there. It's that's mm. the best I can say. It's it's just there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It could be better if they put maybe a little bit if they went ran through it maybe you know three or four more times to get that energy up. But it's mm. like it just sounds just sounds like all right, we're running through the all the parts. Okay, we got it. Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you know as a as a as a collector you know of Metallica songs or whatever, check it out if you're just interested. You want to hear the band on a different sort of energy. James vocally, I think, inhabits a slightly different one. He's not. Like, he's never been one to morph his voice that much, really. But I think he, you know, he gives it a go, gives it a tonal shift here. The problem is the treadmill rhythms, um, for me, that you mentioned before. There's there's a kind of just ramshackle, uninteresting. And I don't know, no offense, if that's the Ramones' DNA of the song rather than Metallica. You know, maybe it's, you know, whatever. They've done good with the material they've been given. But, yeah, it's not the most um, stunning performance. But I do want to get on to stunning performances, Nick. And uh, the first time you saw the band, July 20th, 2000, is that right? That is correct. Yeah, that was on the. Um, it was at Tattoo the Earth on their summer sanitarium tour at mm. the old Giant Stadium in New Jersey, and with a bill with Slayer and Slipknot on it and Sepultura. Mm. Um, quite the quite the first experience. Also seeing them with Jason too. Yeah, which was a treat. Yeah, yeah. 
It was, it was, yeah. In fact, um, it was around the time James hurt his back, so they actually they played Whiplash has a three piece with mm. Jason singing. Yeah, James would go and ice his back for for a song, and and the three of them would play Whiplash. Um, right. It was it was pretty cool. And here's a little interesting side note. Um, I could have actually had not a chance, but my cousins went to see Metallica at MSG in November of 1999 when they played with the orchestra at St. Luke's promoting S&M. Mm. And we, about like, you know, the following month, you know, like we had a Christmas party and they're, you know, talking about, you know, like music and like, they're like, Oh, you like Metallica? I'm like, yeah. They're like, Oh, if we would have known that we would have taken you to the show with the, with the orchestra. Uh, Could you imagine? Oh my God. I mean, I remember sitting at home taping that show off of the radio. And yet my cousins were there, but they made up for. They took me to the, you know, to the Giant Stadium show the, the following July. So, and it was great. You mean the right out of the gate, creeping death for whom mm. the bell tolls seek and destroy. I mean, into fight to black, get, like yeah, yeah. I mean, just that. Mm. You know, just hearing turn the page. I disappeared and I leave Clover. I disappeared. The, a, a rare appearance. Yeah. Well, yeah. this was two thousand. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The song was out. So Post MI two. Yeah, yeah, it was. They were all over that. So, um, and just you know, and it was funny too because when you know when the other bands were playing, you would see all like everyone in the pit just going nuts and crazy. Mm. But when Metallica hit the stage, it was like this reverence. Right. Everyone just kind of stopped, and even this is in two thousand. Yeah. Just kind of stopped and watched. Like you're, you're in like royalty right now. You're in <laughs> rock royalty. It's so true. Um, at the time of recording this, I stand about two or so weeks away from the first time ever seeing the band. Oh, you're gonna have a great time. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm obviously majorly pumped, and I, 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 the reverence that you talk about, I anticipate that. I, I expect to be quite moved, especially seeing James. I think. Yeah, he, he, you know, he is so passionate. Mm. Like he really holds it together live. Um, you know, like he might forget lyrics. He might, you know, maybe flub a guitar part, but you can tell like when he's into something. Like mm. especially like when they play Halo on Fire, and he's just sitting there and he, he plucking the strings and it's it's over it's it is it's overwhelming right right yeah I, just 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 to be close to that fucking down pick like you know it would be a, it'll be a reverent experience and you say um you saw them in the orion festival as well is that right yeah yeah the first the Jeez. first one in atlantic city i went both nights so i saw ride the lightning in its entirety with uh escape which was pretty cool mm. And then the second night was was the Black Album, which I think was the only time in North America they played the Black Album in its entirety. Dude. That was really cool, like because I got to see like the James's Car Show and Kirk's horror, yeah. horror stuff. I'm into like the old school horror stuff, so yeah, that was yeah. great seeing so, that. So, so sorry, just to translate, like the the it was like a Metallica festival, right? Yes, it was a Metallica festival, and they had four stages set up. Mm. So they had like a small one. Where like Jim Brewer had like his comedy rock oh, band shit. going on, then they have like the three other stages where like different bands played. The, the Orion one was the main stage, and I forgot what the other one of them might have been damaging. I forgot what mm. the other ones were, but like one had like the, had like more of like the smaller obscure bands. The other one had like the established ones, like Suicidal Tendencies were there, and mm. Rob played with them. Ah, and they did some Infectious Groove stuff too, so that was great. Um, but it was, yeah, it was more like a festival where like they had different styles of music. They had, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Church. He's a country, he's a country right. guy that had ghosts there. 
They had Avenged Sevenfold. They had uh, Sepultura. They had Volbeat. They had the sword. So they had like good ro- a good mm, mix of mm. rock and metal. But then they also had some like other kind of weirder stuff that I can't really remember offhand what they had. Right. Lars's picks. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Lars's picks were there. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool too, because like the band would also introduce the you know, like the band members would introduce some of the other bands too. Like mm. I remember James coming out for Ghost. Oh. Rob came out for Suicidal and, and just kinda hung out with them. Mm. Uh, I forgot what, what Kirk what Kirk did, but um I think I think Lars came up for a Ben Sevenfold. Like he introduced them. Yeah. So, and it's a shame too that like they didn't, you know, it wasn't successful enough for them to carry on because the concept was really, really yeah. Cool, you know. Yeah. And, and like few bands have that identity to carry a festival. Yeah, I think maybe. I mean, Atlantic City is not really the best choice, sure. like to you know to do it, and then they moved it to uh, Detroit. You know, if they were to find like a good location and just keep and stay there, like Lala, like Lollapalooza, it would. I think mm. it would take off. But you know, you got to find like a good location for people to get to. Like Atlantic City, you know, in New Jersey, is pretty. It's 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 south, and it's it's not really by anything in particular. Like it's it's still like a good drive from Philly and a good drive from New York. Mm. So it's not like it's in a major hub. You know, it's still a distance from anything. So. But overall, I mean, I, it was great. Just yeah. you know, it, and also hearing Helen back, you know, which is you know, people. I was like, yes. And people were like, what, what the hell is this? And like, oh, <laughs> I, I'm a dork. I'm a dork. I'm I'm, I'm gonna go down now and hide. <laughs> yeah, a crazy opportunity that you got to go there, man. Um, very, very, very jealous. Yeah, I, I've watched quite a bit of sort of YouTube footage, sorted of the stages, and because like. As as much as I like the bands, I want to see Kirk's horror stuff. Like you know, I I I agree. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, that's it's cool. And even for, like me for being an artist, like seeing him, like the original like Basil Gogo's paintings that he has, mm. and just the props and everything, and being like literally like face to face with some some of his work. And Kirk was there, and well, I was trying to ask him some questions. I'm like, "What do you prefer, Universal or, or Hammer?" But I, I never got a chance to because there were just too many questions, you know, and too many people. But it is. It, it was really such a a very cool experience, and maybe it comes back maybe it doesn't yeah. i don't know but i'm just very fortunate that to, to have gone to that so mm, mm, mm. no no for certain man and i mean we'll close um with a few just quick fire metallica questions i guess just to uh you know see your thoughts on things who's your favorite member um james james mm. is definitely my favorite member but i probably have more in common with kirk with just all the horror stuff right so right, right, right i would i would say like james james and kirk I think everyone's got a bit of James and Kirk in them, but yeah, yeah. I, get, I, I get what you're saying, definitely. Um, your favorite album? All Time Ride the Lightning. Mm. I guess so many classics, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I rank Ride the Lightning incredibly high, yeah. It is, uh, I mean, Quantum Leap, really, it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah from, from Kill Em All to Ride the Lightning. I love Kill Em All, like... but it's just like, what the fuck? It's like Man Discovers Fire, like, it's... Yeah, basically, yeah, it went from, like, it's literally almost two different bands. Mm. Mm. So it's just that leap. <laughs> and, like, what blows my mind, too, about, like, about this band, and even, like, the other, like, even, like, Slayer and Anthrax and Megadeth, they were creating this music. These guys were, like, 19, 20, 21 yeah. years old. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm 33. What, what the hell have I done with my right. life? Like, I'm, like, by the time, like, Jay, like these, these guys were, like, my age, they already made load. Yeah, I, I mean... It, in a, it, we're lucky to have experienced it in a certain sense but yeah I, but I, also like to me it makes me depressed and like <laughs> all right by my age like they already made like five six classic <laughs> albums yeah 
and I'm like, I'm teaching kids not to eat crayons. Like, right. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> it makes me. It's yeah, it's different. But, yeah. well, apples um, and oranges. What What's your favorite song? Metallica song. Oh, ooh. Um, I can't. I can't really pinpoint one, but my default, I would say, what well, would be for whom the bell tolls. But mm-hmm. I mean, right now. I mean, anything off of Hardwired, I mean, Now That We're Dead, Moth in the Flame, mm. Spit Out the Bone. I just love Hardwired right now. I mean, and I would say maybe like a close all-time second is, is The Day That Never Comes. Mm. So, Ama- amazing closing amazing closing section, The Day That Never Comes. Really brilliant. Oh, yeah. Just... Even, I love the intro, too. Like, yeah, the, I mean, the whole thing is just like oh, absolutely brilliant. It, it is like the first time I heard it, like when they were still doing it on the radio. When Lars, you know, comes in, it was a little jarring. Mm. But I'm like, well, that's cool. I mean, I'm like, oh, that's different. But like, I just love the like the first. I I love the first half a lot more than the second half. Right. But I still like I I just love the song as an as a mm. whole. I mean, Death Magnetic it also has an album probably ranks from like number two after mm. Ride the Lightning. Mm. Shit. Yeah. What, what's number one? Oh no, right, sorry, Run the Lightning is number one. So what's number three? Sorry. Three, I would say right now would probably be Hardwired. If Hardwired mm. hadn't come out, I would probably say either Black Album or Justice. Okay, okay. And final question, bit of a weird question, but just out of interest. If so, in the sense that I do a Metallica podcast, is there any band that you like hypothetically have the knowledge to do a podcast on as good as Metallica? Like, what bands do you really know? Oh, um, that's out of maybe iced earth right okay maybe iced earth blind guardian Holy um, shit. okay yeah uh, and perhaps death but death. perhaps yeah i would probably say maybe those three bands death uh, they do dope smoker is that another band no it's that's another band death this is the one with that that has um well, I had uh, Chuck Schumler in it. He passed away a couple of years ago. Right, right. Okay. I don't yeah. think. Um, oh, sorry. I think the band are called Sleep that I'm thinking of. Yeah, Sleep's, um, Sleep's a different band. Yeah, yeah, Sleep are like a proper like yeah. stoner metal band. Like they're, they should be pretty cool. But okay, cool. Yeah. That's uh, not heard of those bands. But I guess finally, man. Um, how do people get you? Is there any any Twitter? Anything you want to promo? Yeah, or? yeah. Um, well, I'm on Instagram. I mean, I have Twitter. I've have all the other stuff, but. Mm. I want to push my Instagram since I'm an Please. artist, and that's where uh, you can find all my work. It's it's uh, Nick Makoviak, N I C K M O C K O V I A K. So if you enjoy you know artwork, if you enjoy you know Metallica stuff, you enjoy birds, you enjoy pictures of cute dogs, right? Boom, there you go. And then I'm also on Twitter and Facebook, and it's just my name. So mm. all right, awesome, awesome. Thank you, man. This has been um, great going for this one. Great just talking about the band. As always, um, I just want to say to everyone listening, please uh, subscribe uh, to to Nick's Instagram and the and the channel as well. Uh, our channel, YouTube. Please comment. Please go onto iTunes. Support us on Patreon if you want to support. Um, by this time on Patreon, like, I'm trying to get something out on there every week. So there's episodes out of Metallica occasionally if I'm ahead of schedule. But I've got a top 10 albums that I'm going to just count down myself. The list is going to upset a lot of people. I'm just going to warn the listeners. Um, my placement of Say Anger is going to going to, going to like enrage people. So, you know, there's that, there's that, there's that to look forward to. Oh, well, you know, hey, you know what? Hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's all subjective. It's all good. Right, right. right. All good. Yeah, that's what that was my disclaimer, definitely. But... Um, <laughs> 
we'll get that out uh, if you want to listen to it first on Patreon. Of course, it'll be on the channel soon. Um, but yeah, I want to wrap up finally. Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You're welcome, Tom. Anytime. <laughs>